Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Well, I, I need to do. I need. I, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't restore my pride and my ego because we've got somebody else we need to make sure we talk to. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. <laughs> it's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Well, Bart. Hello, gentlemen. What's up? Long time no talk. How is everybody? <laughs> That's right. You know, Bart, you're the, and I just said to Randy, it's like being the Ohio State University. You are the Bart Reed. You're one Bart Reed. It's, that's pretty amazing. What that's right. That? When McPherson called me the other day, I, he, he just called me by Bart, and I said, Ho, call back. And let's, <laughs> let's introduce it the right way. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Here I, here I was fishing for some great hum, humility, show of humility by Bart. Instead, he just went right, went right along with it and said, yeah, you're right, man. I am the. How about This that? is the Bart Reed. Rick, that was out of my character, right? I, no, normally, I wouldn't do that. So, I apologize. I had That's to just okay. uh, well, hey, hey, Randy, ought to, Randy ought to ask the questions today because he just deserted us when you were on yesterday. He just, you know. Man, that was, that was chaos. Yeah. Uh, I lost signal, and for 30 minutes, I kept hitting redial. Finally, we rebooted the entire system, and I was able to get back on. But uh, I hated missing that. I, 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 I love asking you questions because I've got questions now. It seemed like I'm not sure how much you've been able to keep up with the combine going in Chicago. And yep. it, it looks like it's almost like an elevator to a degree. Uh, with Jordan Walsh, you know, they did the early testing. Boy, they're raving about, you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, what, seven-foot-two wingspan. Then they get into yeah. playing games, and he didn't score, but he had five mm-hmm. rebounds, five assists. Now today it looks like he's playing the entire game, and uh, I'm guessing after today his stock will go back up. Bart, help kind of explain how this process works because it seems like it is an elevator with some of these guys up one day, down the next, and then back up the next. It is, and this is why a lot – so, guys, you can't – I think there's only one projected, I think, top first-round pick that is not going to participate in the five-on-five scrimmages. So it's almost like a lot of people will opt out maybe of the shuttle run and some of the, the vertical leap. Most everyone plays five-on-five, five, and it's by far the most riskiest proposition out there because everybody's trying to get theirs. Everybody's trying to show that they're the top dog. So you can have these swings in the game. And if we remember last year, remember Jalen Williams had the great first game, kind yeah. of mesmerized, yes. and then – and then he took the game off because, you know, he had a knee injury. But, listen, he was happy to take the game off because it's less risk, so you don't get this. Jordan Walsh is showing us the exact reason why. He was a late entry into the NBA draft pool. Inconsistency shooting the basketball. I have no doubt he can defend right now at that level. 
We've said this. He's an NBA-level athlete right now. Not, not three years from now, right now. But his ability to shoot, even put it on the deck, and make decisions whether to pass and shoot, they're not there. It's not caught up with the rest of his game. But certainly, Coach Musk was really on the defensive about him yesterday, and five rebounds is great. He did not look good yesterday at all. Call it what it is. But certainly, I think this is puts him where he is. He is a late first round at best, low second round or early second round draft pick. And I think, guys, that's where he belongs, and that's probably where he'll stay unless he comes back to college. What can he do in his limited time, Bart? What can he do while he's there in Chicago to raise this stock? What can he do? Well, he, he really needs really – that's why you have to go in extremely prepared. And this is why I think Nick Smith and, and certainly, you know, Randy, we, Rick and I talked about it. Anthony Blackwell with his measurable too, his mm-hmm. vertical leap, his, his size, all that stuff. Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh are going to share the same person that is shooting the basketball. So putting shots in will be a big, big help. But if he can facilitate and show that he can facilitate some other forms of offense, distribution, driving kicks, uh, taking down in the post, getting rebound putbacks. He needs to be as active as he can be and really, really focus and make sure his feet are set and he's confident when he shoots the basketball. I've said this, and we saw this with the Razorbacks this year. A lot of these guys don't know what's a good shot. Now the court spreads out, so mid-range becomes even more valuable, I think, to the individual player, not to the team, but to the individual player. These guys are moving, but they're not ready to shoot the ball. Be ready to shoot the ball. Stay active. Play hard. And I think he's going to show that he's always going to play hard. Show leadership. And that's what Nick Smith's been trying to do during his interview process is show leadership, show that he's a franchise-type player, show that college was basically just a little inconsistent blip on the radar, and he's ready to be a franchise player. Okay, Bart, I've got a couple of questions here real quick from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. From Keith, I think you've kind of answered it, uh, but you did not per se on Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. Keith says, any updated draft projections for these two? Jordan Walsh as well. You covered that with Jordan late first round, maybe at the very best, certainly mid Second round is more than likely. What about any updated draft projections for Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr.? Well, listen, I'm going to go a little more than I might even name a team. I might be bold and name some teams here. Um, I I really think if you're looking at it, this is going to be quite interesting because Nick Nick Smith and Anthony Black could really be almost outside of – maybe another player, almost be the first, like, true combo guard taken. And the Wizards are interesting at eight. They need a guard. Now, a year ago, they would have jumped all over Nick Smith. It would be interesting to see, do they take Anthony Black at eight, leave Nick Smith on the board? Because I really think this, the Thunder don't need a guard, but they've only taken guards in the draft. So a lot of people that know the Thunder know that they're going to take a guard. So we're talking about potentially what maybe Nick Smith, Isaiah Joe combo could be really interesting. He does not, Nick Smith does not go 
past Toronto at 13. Is it 13 or 14, guys? I'm, I, I, think it's, I think it's 14. 14. Mark it down. Take it to the bank. Mortgage your house. Go to the casino. He's not oh going past gosh. 14, baby. Goodness. Is that why you're the he Mark is gone. Reed? <laughs> <laughs> you the Mark Reed owns my house. I just mortgaged it. <laughs> I, I think he snapped up and listened. The Terrell Bay's happier than Toronto to grab him. That late was projected to be a top three pick. So, but I think there's still more time that can things can move. And what's going to be interesting is these private workouts. Anthony Black, thirty percent from the three point line. Uh, that is when you get an individual workout or a small group workout in front of an NBA a NBA executive. Not shooting the basketball is going to stand out like you would not believe. I had the chance to watch Jason Tatum's pre-draft with Drew Hanlon and the Celtics, and everybody was the knock on Jason Tatum. Guys, was that at that time he could not shoot the basketball. He shot it six to seven percent better than Anthony Black. So Holy if, if you're in college, so that's how you can see. Black slipping and Nick Smith sliding above because Nick is a much better shooter and not just off the dribble, off the pin downs and ball screen or uh, wide pin downs and screen. Hold, hold on, hold on, the Bart Reed. Hang on. <laughs> drive time sports will continue. You've got drive time sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive time sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, along with the Bart Reed, who will be returning in a moment. We are joined by the Bart Reed. Let me play this the Bart Reed intro. It's time for the basketball insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Oh, by the way, Bart, from our Asher Record Service company, Live Feed and Feedback, Boombox yeah. says, Randy, perhaps Bart's segment should be renamed the Bart Reed Half Hour of Power. Hey, 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 he's talking my language. I like that. <laughs> All right, Bart. Um, when they did the Anthony Black one-on-one the other day, and when I say one-on-one, he's meeting with the media. Uh, I don't know if he was asked this. All I heard was the response. And it's Anthony Black was saying, as you were saying, the Wizards, they need a guard. So he yep. is even believing. Now, whether or not they have the Wizards have talked to him or not, who knows? Maybe you do know. But uh, that, that's pretty bold, is it not? Here you are a draft prospect, and you're kind of saying, well, I know the Wizards. They need a guard. They need me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I think this year, more so than probably years in the past, there's a lot less of, I think, you could get teams that could go with a guard or they need a forward. There, There are really a lot of teams that need guards. 
in the first round, which is which is great for Anthony Black, great for Nick Smith, great for uh, Grady Dick, Keontae George, all those guys. They need guards, but certainly it is funny how much information is passed. But as we know last year, the number one pick did not go in for an interview or a visit. Banchero, guys, remember, mm-hmm. did not go to the Magic for a workout or an interview. So everybody missed that one. So just because teams are interested in talking, just like as the Thunder spoke to Nick Smith, that doesn't necessarily mean anything except they're really interested in that player and they're looking at that position. But I certainly think that's a good place to start with the guard. I could see easily see Anthony Black and or Nick Smith going at number eight. All right, Bart. Kind of take it one step further because – in listening to last night's analysis of the Boston-Miami game, and it turned out that, I guess you can say the analysis was correct, I, their claim, not their claim, their statement was Boston is minus a point guard. I understand Tatum is a two. Brown is probably a two. Uh, Brogdon... I'm not sure what he is. I mean, he's a very good player. Same thing with Marcus Smart. But they're saying they don't have a point guard. So what exactly, when when these analysts are saying, what do they mean this team needs a point guard in the NBA? Well, what they mean now, so you could, so, so Randy, that's a great question. So if you want to look, so let's talk about the SEC because you look at the, the – uh, Sacramento just recently finished their series. When they say they want a point guard, they want someone like De'Aaron Fox that can get downhill with size and length and get a shot whenever he wants to get a shot. Doesn't mean he takes it, but they want a person that can catch the ball off the rebound or get the rebound and go end-to-end and get a bucket without having to pass, facilitate for someone else, ball screen or anything else and so that is the new age point guard it's not facilitate pass first score second it's score first facilitate second now you need a little less of that in boston because jason tatum is a dynamic scorer but basically randy rick they're looking for someone that can get downhill get past a primary defender and basically is going to have to make a team account for him with two defenders Certainly in a ball screen situation, which the NBA is a high ball screen league, always has been, always will be, they have to account and almost put two people on that point guard at that particular instance so he can easily make decisions to score or get someone else a shot. So, Barb, you're not, you're not I mean, throw the mold away unless he's an Allen Iverson, but throw the mold away of that six-one, six-two guard I mean, they're, you're really saying, again, Anthony Black, who is either 6'5 and three quarters without his shoes on, or he's 6'7 yep. with shoes on. But they're looking for that length and size you talked about that we used to think was maybe a three. Yeah, maybe a three. And, and, and so, Randy, it's a great point, right? Because Coach Musselman came out and said, we think Anthony Black can play the one, two, or the three. Well, he can because. He can guard a three. He can, has the length but uh, and can 
score an offense, but I cannot stress this enough, playing the college game on the Division One level and knowing the NBA, NBA game like I do, you are what you can defend. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. If you're a two-guard but you can't defend the two, doesn't matter. You're not a two. And I think that's why what has kept like a Dusty Hannis out of the league for so long is because that has to happen. You have to be able to defend your position. Nick Smith is a one and a two. Anthony Black is a one and two and potentially a three. And NBA executives compare Anthony Black to this. I've heard it every time. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons came out with hmm. no jump shot. Anthony Black's is way better. His three-point shot's way better. Ben Simmons was extremely successful in certain aspects, and a lot of it is when you're that tall, guys, you can get your way out of trouble. You can jump up, make late decisions. Someone at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, can do that. Someone better than 6'1". Six, six six, wow. I mean, it's – Positionless basketball. Now it's the a different game. Now the new yep. age point guards and uh, okay, it, it's uh, it gets kind of dizzy sometimes. It's trying, yep, trying to keep up yep. with. I mean, it, it's like I used to always think that a a, a left handed pitcher uh, in baseball was gold. Now, almost Bart, if you're not six eight, legit six eight, and have those point guard type skills then it's no wonder in some cases you're undervalued as it is you know that's that's what makes this process fascinating did you realize that there were there are four players who are playing significant roles for the miami heat who were undrafted ah that's Undrafted, undrafted, Mark. I did not know that. So, so, Randy, do you know do you know who the best one is? I'm just curious. I'm asking. I have no clue. Who's the best player that's undrafted on that team? Do you know? Joe, can you help me out real quick? Struess is their three point. That's it. That's it. That was one of the guys they were they were talking about. Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson. He doesn't spend a lot of time on the court, but he has the big contract. Undrafted. And that's because Folster is a genius, and he's an analytics guy. Numbers, numbers, numbers. That's 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 it. Thank you, Bart. Hello, folks. It's Frank. Thanks. Bush.